Hi, my name is Jacob Brantel. I'm an audio producer for The Correspondent. This is a bonus podcast to the story with Gordon Hampton we released before. We wanted to give you the opportunity to listen to a bit more of Hampton's incredible sound portraits. He introduces the sounds himself. If you've not yet listened to the other podcast with the main story, please do so first. Have fun. Your deeper self is always listening, all right? Always receiving uh, these waves from various directions, the warmth that's provided by wood, the amplification that's naturally provided by ear-shaped objects in the environment, whether it's at the base of a tree or the concave rock surface. And as you go and the sonic world changes shape around you, and this is the process that I use when I compose my nature sound portraits, that you finally arrive at a location that brings it all together. I'll notice that there might be a bird's nest. Quite frequently, there'll be a matted down area in the grass that is still warm because a deer, for example, has been laying there because it's a choice listening place and they've heard me coming for quite a while and now they're gone and now I get to sit where they were laying and it's nice and warm. But if I continue to look around that I'll see that distant people from often hundreds of years prior have been there and built a fire. There'll be some charcoal uh, under rocks, for example, or there might even be smudges on the side of rocks and things like that. Or like in the Kalahari Desert, there'll even be uh, petroglyphs, right? Rock art. Let's listen now to a cave that I found by this process um, while listening near uh, the, the coast of, uh, this is on the island of Maui, uh, and we're close to where the Pacific swells arrive on a lava-bouldered beach, but we're actually beyond sight of the surf itself. And this cave is acting as a large ear. We've extended our human sense of hearing to include the land itself. And it's there that I also noticed that the ancient Hawaiians had chosen to make as at least their camp, if not more.
nature's largest violin. Each violin is its own, and each violin is different. And I think that's what keeps me going back to Rialto Beach over and over again. I have recorded more than 700 of nature's largest violins, but will listen to only one. This is a large Sitka spruce log. It actually grew um, in the rainforest of Olympic Park and through circumstances wound up being washed down along with the stones and everything to the ocean and came to rest at Rialto Beach. Far above uh, where the water currently is, and it's there in what I now call the driftwood forest, um, these logs, and this one in particular, is large enough that you can actually walk inside and listen. Now, Sitka spruce uh, is a tree that has um, the property of anastropy which means its fibers have to be long and thin, these wood fibers, and that they flex 10 times more in one direction than the other. And this is why crafters of acoustic instruments uh, use this wood for like soundboards, because you add a little bit of vibration and it just projects a lot of sound. So when um, someone plays a violin to create the vibrations, at certain frequencies, the bow is drawn across various strings, right? We know that. But here at Rialto Beach, what is the vibrational source is the sound of the ocean swells arriving on the pebbled beach. So rather than explain any more, all we do is begin at Rialto Beach outside the log and then enter into the log to listen what is both musical instrument and concert hall all in one.
Gotta go. Thanks for listening. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Thanks for listening. If you like to support our journalism, but you're not yet a member of The Correspondent, please go to thecorrespondent.com. See you next time. Oh, silence.